Galilee. Why do you stand looking into heaven? Hallelujah. This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Hallelujah. Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. God reigns over the nations, God sits on his holy throne. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? Hallelujah. This Jesus, who is taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them, and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace to you, from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Well, why is it that we stand looking into heaven? Why is it that we, in a lot of ways, do exactly what the disciples were doing when they were just standing there looking up into heaven and waiting? And perhaps another question is that actually what we're supposed to be doing. Why is it that we celebrate the ascension of our Lord? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today, is why the ascension of our Lord had to happen, and why it was so important that it happened. But perhaps the first reason that we celebrate the ascension of our Lord is because of the truth that it did happen. Because of the fact that our Lord did rise up into heaven from this world. Because you see, he only would have been able to do that if he had also risen from the dead. And of course, he only would have been able to rise from the dead if he had also died on the cross for our sin. And all of those things did happen. All of those things are facts 
They are true events in this world's history. And therefore we celebrate them all. But that isn't the only reason that we celebrate the Ascension. We also celebrate it because of what our Lord promised He would do when He gets up there, and we celebrate it because even now, our Lord is in heaven. And as always, when He's there, He's doing things for our benefit, because He loves us. And that's why we do what the disciples did. That's why we do stand there looking into heaven in the hopeful expectation of the day when he's going to come back. However, also just like his disciples, we can't just stand there looking into heaven. We can't just sit around waiting for him to come back. There are other things that our Lord has called us to do as well. Before we get into that, though, listen one more time to our intro for today. Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? Alleluia! This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Alleluia! Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. God has gone up with a shout the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? Hallelujah! This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Hallelujah! Ascension Day it's perhaps one of the most difficult days for us as Christians to really get ourselves into. Joy that we should. Because whenever we do, we have this little question in the back of our head that's really hard to get away from. And that question is, why did our Lord leave us? Why couldn't he have stayed? Why couldn't he have been here so that we could see him and touch him and live with him just like his disciples did? Why is it that he left us? And so it is important as we celebrate the day of our Lord Ascension that we answer that question. Why did our Lord leave us. Well, for one thing, he did it so that he could take up his throne. That is to say that he did it so that he could once again be on the throne of the universe. That he could once again take up the full responsibilities, the full authority, the full power of being the Son of God. So that he could once again be our judge. Which is such wonderful news for us 
Because that means that we do not have a judge who is unsympathetic to our condition. We don't have a God who doesn't know what it's like to be a human. We have a God who spent decades walking around on earth with us as one of us. He knows what it's like to get hungry. He knows what it's like to lose a loved one. He knows what it's like to be a human because he was a human. And even now, at this moment, a human is on the throne of the universe. A human is in the judgment seat. A human who is God. A man who showed how much he loved us, who proved to us that he cared about us when he died on the cross for our sins. That man, who is God, is the one who will judge us when we die or when he returns, whichever one comes first. And as great news as that is, that isn't even the only reason that he went up there. Because he also came to fulfill that promise. The promise that he would send us a helper, a paraclete. Promise that he would send us the Spirit, which we will be celebrating even more in full next week. But Jesus do this, did this because he knew that we needed someone to help us in his absence. And in fact, according to him, in his body. And really that should make sense to us. Because we recognize that when our Lord judges us, when that man who is God looks at us and determines where we are going to go, that by his gracious will, he does not judge us based on our works. He does not judge us based on how good or bad we are. No, he judges us based on whether or not we have faith, whether or not we believe. And our Lord knew that we would not be able to do that unless he sent someone to help us. And so he sent someone to help us. The Spirit who came to you in your baptism, washed you clean of your sin, and even now dwells inside of you, is the person who created the faith inside of you that you need to be confident on the day of judgment. He's the person who even now is strengthening your faith through the hearing of the word and the receiving of the sacraments. In order to ensure that when that day comes, you will be able to stand before the judge, before your Lord who has risen from the dead and risen to his throne today, and know that you will spend eternity with him. And Jesus knew that we needed to have that confidence. And therefore he knew that it would be better for him to send the Spirit to us, so that the Spirit could create that faith inside of us, so that we could have that salvation and be confident in that salvation. 
And that is what he did back then. That's what he did when he rose. But this then brings us to the question of, well, what is he doing right now? What is he doing at this moment as he is up in heaven sitting on the throne? And that throne is the first piece of the answer to that question. For he is reigning over the universe. He is the one who is creating and maintaining all of the creation around us. He is the one who is still ensuring that stars are born up in the sky and still ensuring that new humans are born and conceived here in this world by his will. And he is the one who sends us rain on the crops, the one who causes those crops to grow, the one who causes animals to be born and to be able to grow up strong, that we might have food, that we might be sustained in our physical needs. Jesus is even now ensuring that that happens. And yet he isn't only concerned for our physical needs, he isn't only concerned for just making sure that everything is taken care of physically. No, he cares about what we care about as well. And therefore, he hears our prayers. He listens to our cries. Our cries of fear and anxiety sometimes, but also our cries of praise and joy and thanksgiving. And as he hears those prayers, he continually is interceding for us on behalf of the Father, on behalf of us to the Father. In order to ensure that our cares and concerns come to the Father as well, while even at the same time making sure that we know that we can go to the Father ourselves without having to be afraid. Our Lord makes sure that that is true for us. And while he is up there, he is preparing our place for us. He is getting a place ready specifically for you. For the day when you die. And when you are up there with him. A place that you can rest in peace. Waiting for the day when he returns and when you will come with him. Assuming he doesn't come before we As he promised, he is doing this for you. And all of this is quite simply to say that while he is up there, he is not neglecting us. He is still, even now, caring for and guiding us by sending us a spirit, by ensuring that his word and sacrament are continually preached and administered to you. Because he knows what you need. He knows that you need that constant reminder, that constant reassurance that when he died on the cross, he truly did win the victory. He earned the forgiveness of your sins. There's nothing that can take that forgiveness away from you. And he will continue to remind us of that truth because we need to be continually reminded of that truth. And so, For our Lord to come back. Because we know that He will. Because we're confident that He will follow through on His promises. And because we know that it's going to be so great.
usually inpatients. Just sit in church. He sent them to Jerusalem.
And to be fair, that is true as we grow up as well. It does look a little bit different as we grow up, but they have the experience. They've been through things before. Even as adults, we should always listen to our parents. Perhaps that does not necessarily mean doing things exactly like they would prefer, but you can never just ignore them. Because they are your parents. They are the ones who God has given to you to guide you in this life. And therefore, you do need to listen to them so that it will go well with you. But of course, the family vocations aren't the only vocations that we have. It's not the only roles that we have in this world. We also have those civil vocations, which is sometimes as simple as we are all citizens of the United States. And we have responsibilities and privileges because of that. Or maybe it's as simple as talking about how we are all residents of Lincoln County and have responsibilities and duties because of that. Or it could be talking about whatever your job is, whatever way you serve the Lord, and the way through which you provide for your family. Through those roles God has established that He would serve the world, and that you would serve those around you. Showing by doing so that you do love your Lord and Savior who has done so much to serve you. And as we do that, as we fulfill those vocations that our Lord has given us, we also do this by constantly abiding and dwelling in His Word and sacraments. By always ensuring that the Word is a constant companion with you on your way through life. By remembering your baptism that was given to you. Remembering the constant cleaning and washing that you get through that water and word. And of course, by coming to the table and receiving the very body and blood of our Lord. Partaking the very divine nature and sustaining your faith inside of you. We do join with the disciples in looking up to heaven and being excited about what's to come. Looking forward in hope and joy for when our Lord comes back. But we are just like the disciples as well. And that we can't just do that. We also get to live in this world. We get to recognize the beauty that this, that this world has given us. The beauty that this Lord has put into this world. And we also get to suffer in this world. Recognizing that we suffer just as Christ suffered. This is what we do as Christians. This is what we do while we wait. We live the lives that God has given us to live. We fulfill the roles that our Lord has given us to fulfill that we do it constantly abiding in His Word and sacraments, constantly being reminded of the truth of what He did for us on the cross and the truth that He will one day return to us 
in the same way that he left. Now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.